When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, it's Sunday, August 29th, Williams and Bloom podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Of course, we are presented by our friends at Mechdyne and the Mechdyne Corporation. Uh, big Iowa State guys up there at Mechdyne and Marshalltown, and I'm sure they are fired up for game week. As are we. We're going to get into that, but I want to encourage you to check out mechdyne.com and go to their careers page. Uh, Chris Clover, the CEO there, told me about a marketing position that was open. Go and check that out. You don't have to be a smart engineer. You could be a dumb marketing person like us. <laughs> Kidding. Don't take offense to that, anybody. I'm just messing around. Uh, check them out, our presenting sponsor and uh, proud partner here at CycloneFanatic.com. Mechdyne and the Mechdyne Corporation. With that, it is week one. Brent Bloom is here. Dare we indulge in some Gary Patterson game on an ode to Big 12 football leading into today's podcast? Game on. Hey, are you ready for some crazy rock steady? It's on. Game Game on. Straight up, take it to the break of dawn. Game on. Yeah, hit it, Gary. Hey, going all the way. Hey, Game on, no, not alone. Man, if you're not ready to go after that, <laughs> you don't. Have a pulse. Does Gary have to recut the song and video after the conference blows up? Like, does, do we have to include I BYU? I don't think the lyrics change because it's really like four words that he says, but the video <laughs> would have to be recut, yes. I mean, we're going to have to get some footage from Central Florida. Yeah, yeah perhaps. Hey, guys. Perhaps commission somebody in uh, Cincinnati. Before you... Or officially in the league, we need you to submit <laughs> some B-roll, B-roll uh, for Patterson's new. This is a big deal to us here at the Big Twelve. What? What? Who do we have to talk to up at up in Ames to get that this song to be uh, the first one played at Jack Trice Stadium on I, Saturday? I don't know, but it's it's a cool song. It's not, not a bad, a bad song. The other one's really dorky. I, I think this one is cool. I like, think it'd be uh, Nathan Terry. Nathan, if you're listening, yeah, if we could get if we could get game on by Patterson. I know somebody in the Jacobson building's listening Pass to this. It along. Get this over to Terry because th- this is a the, integral piece of game day. The you know there's the several thousand 
listeners on. of this podcast. Which uh, what would, other conference has like a fire up song? Right, but they would appreciate it. And they'd have a good chuckle. That was I always thought that when um, who was that like rapper that Jake McDonough worked with? Oh, you know what I mean. Like, um, and they did that Cyclone song. I'm like, why don't we play that more? Like, that's a good song. Like, and it's actually about Iowa wasn't State. Wasn't it Tech Nine? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, who it they're was. Like, not, not they're a like small a, deal. They're like a real yeah. rap group. Yeah. Well, there's still time. I mean, at least is, we've gone beyond what the opening song will be. Like that hasn't been brought up at all. No, because they picked a good one and they yeah, stuck. They're good, with it. they're good now. It's not. It's not that garbage <laughs> stuff in the '70s. We just moved to the 90s with Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) As long as it fits my narrative and my time frame, then then it's it's fine. for you. All right? Um, All right, we're recording this on Sunday afternoon. We're usually really late night on a Sunday. Uh, Shout out to my in-laws for taking the two-year-old off of my hands today. Uh, And my wife is working, and Bloom's kids are napping. So here we are. Uh, it's game week. I have all the betting lines for the Big 12. We're going to do a big Iowa State final look. A couple of uh, random national things here uh, to get to. Newsy items. Uh, response to the Stuart Mandel podcast has been mixed as I thought it would be. All I will say is this. We're, we're not going to invite the guy on here and like cuss at him. Like That was never our... And if that's how you want to get like your point across in life about anything, when you disagree with somebody, you're probably not going to get very far. So I don't really have any regrets as to how we did it. I thought it at the at the very least, um, looking at that man in the eye, and it, we were looking at him. Yes, we were. We were it was on, it was on Zoom. Zoom, which does change the at, dynamic a at, little bit. At the very least. That man, when he writes about Iowa State or quote retweets one of you guys or something, it's going to go through his mind, this filter of the conversation that he had with us. And that was really the only goal that we had. Yeah, we hope so, at least. Yeah, I I do think it will. Like, I mean, it may not change his opinion, but I do think, like, especially you, you brought some facts to the table that, like, I think that he'll... He's not an irrational human. He's just... Uh, he's just kind of out of touch with Iowa State, and how c- he lives in Silicon Valley. How could we expect any different? Right. I mean, the, the, just because you're a national writer doesn't mean you're a national expert. And Correct. the people locally know way more about Iowa State situation than he does, and so hopefully, sharing with him our thoughts of how this whole thing is not going to be, you know, it's not going down the right direction for not only Iowa State but also college football in general. Perhaps that will change some of the tone. Maybe it won't. Maybe it, it won't, but I, I I enjoyed the conversation. I thought that's what it should be about, good discourse back and forth. I think we should have more of that in general and not just um, yelling at somebody because the perceived yeah. negatives. And if and if you like what, put this in like the real world, like if you want something from your boss, if you go in and cuss at them, you're probably not going to get what you want. Like just a normal human being type of conversation, in my opinion, is always better. And you did invite him to your basement, and that offer still stands. Yeah, um, he did. Uh, we have texted since. <laughs> and if he comes to Ames, he's going to come a night early, and we are going to do a Des Moines Brewery tour. There you go. But he did say that he wanted to stay at the Marriott for the points. Well, I get it. I, I, I mean, as a Marriott I, point guy <laughs> myself, like I... <laughs> uh, and real quick, so I wanted to say this, too. So... I put out a tweet on Saturday, 
and I, I guess I would hope now I'm not, I'm not perfect, but I would hope most people listening know that I don't just like throw shit at the wall. That's not my shtick. It was about the college game day thing. And it, it was a very, for some reason, a polarizing tweet. I said, for my information, and I have very good information, Brent, and I know you do too. Mm-hmm. I said, if from what I'm hearing right now, if Iowa and Iowa State both look good in week one, there's a good chance game day is going to be in Ames on September 11th. And so I was like, I'm reading all the replies. And I mean, people, I don't know, some I do, basically calling me an idiot and an yeah. effing moron. Oh, it's going to be at Air Force or like, and like, I, we had just had this conversation with Mandel and I was just last week, I was like, why do these guys have to be so smug? Why do they have to be jerks? And I was thinking to myself, like, you know what? Like F these people, like they just come on here and they're, they're just jerks. And like, if you would imagine, like I have 26,000 Twitter followers, Mandel has like 140,000. Yeah. It will wear on a guy. Sure. <laughs> you know, because it did me yesterday. I was like, screw you, people. I've never lied to you about this stuff before. I'm not telling you it's going to happen, but I have really good information. You don't know where I'm getting it, and I'm not going to tell you, but it's rock solid. I'm not making this up just because you don't want it there, or maybe, like, I'm not lying to you. I, right? Yeah, and, like, I, totally. I can totally see how we get is is media personalities very callous over the years because i i had that happen to me yesterday yeah i mean and i it's was, it was frustrating because i was reading those replies too and people oh. say no no you're wrong no <laughs> it's like wait, wait no i know exactly what chris information he has and it's not wrong and so just to, <laughs> to be told no you're an idiot yeah. it's like well, well then, who are you to tell me that when yeah. i'm i have the one with I, the information i'm not, I'm not so. perfect i'm, I'm sure i I have bad opinions. This wasn't an opinion. Like, I'm telling you, like, fine, I'll just keep the information to myself next time. And then you're going to say I'm a shitty journalist because I don't have the sources. Like, I can can see see how these guys, my point is, I'm just drawing it to the Mandel thing. I'm not comparing myself to him. He's a much bigger deal than me. I I, I see your points. I get how you get callous over this stuff over the years. Majority of people are friendly about it, but there are a few that are like, come Not on. Not online. Yeah, online, Honestly, though, you, you like, can be anonymous. And- in, in real life, face-to-face, the overwhelming majority of people are very cordial and kind. Online, it's 50-50. I put that over yeah, the years. Yeah, I think that's that's probably a fair assessment. So, I mean, at the end of the day, just kind of keep doing what you do and just, you know, you're it, and just getting the be- f- feedback can be difficult. My you point can't is, read it all. Yeah, my point is when you're dealing with these guys, it comes back to that. If you're trying to change mind or having th- telling them to f off, isn't always the best. <laughs> it's, it's not always the best way to go about that's, it. That's something we both agree on. Uh, you want to start with Nebraska or UCLA's crowd? Oh man, Let's start with UCLA's crowd just because it's attached to this Mandel yeah. conversation. And then I did I did find the and he was defending the crowd, yeah, because of COVID and because of. The there's heat. so much to do in LA. Which, yeah, like I mean, there's there's beaches, and there's always <laughs> going to be beaches. Like nothing, there have nothing always been changed. beaches. There have been beaches in Los Angeles since the beginning. And, of the and our guy Stu, friend of the program, now he was he was um, somebody said something like it was about Nebraska. Oh, it was Colin Cowherd tweeted, "Hey, maybe you know a lot of things changed. Maybe it's not possible to win in Nebraska." Like like they used to 
It's not 1995 anymore. And Mandel was like, well, now do Wisconsin. Well, it's like kind of the same thing with the crowd. I mean, UCLA had like the worst like what attendance the, in there since 1982. What was the actual listed attendance? I don't know, but it was, it was awful. It looked but, about 10,000 but, but my point is like, well, the beaches have always been there. The Lakers have always been there. They've always, you know, not until recently, but back in the day they had NFL teams. Like this well, is not, like it's not like Southern California just became a draw. And you've been out there. College sports just aren't a big deal out there. No. They're not. It's, it's not even on the radar. And so when you look at why has the Pac-12 struggled and you can, you can, Go to a couple of things like, oh, well, our network's not very good. And, um, you know, our recruiting, well, some of our recruits have been, are now moving east. So they're going to the Alabamas, the Clemsons of the world. But maybe at the end of the day, it's because they're just not as passionate about their schools as they are in the Midwest and the Southeast. And so when you extrapolate that to the media stuff and the fact that the Pac 12 has now been, if you would, you know, Six weeks ago, I would have said the Pac-12 is in way more trouble than the Big 12, just for a lot of these same oh, reasons. Yeah. But, but I, because of Texas and Oklahoma, it has now shifted it. Now the Pac-12 is a part of this alliance, and they're quote-unquote safe, but they're as safe as, as, as I, long as USC and Oregon are in that conference. I actually, you know? I heard a rumor over the weekend, and I, I don't know if it's true, but it, it does pass the smell test to me that USC didn't want to sign their grant of rights. They didn't want to extend the grant of rights like last year or okay. something like that. They wanted to wait until closer to the um, TV contract, which is weird to me. Like, it, listen, and I'm not trying they, to start. And they, gotta, they, gotta, they are the first to go. Yeah, Because I think theirs in the Big Tens is, is both up in 2024, which means they'll begin negotiating probably in the next 9 to 12 months. And that'll give us a good idea of what's ahead for the rest of everybody. If they sign a big contract, good for them. Can I, I, I don't I don't necessarily see that happen. One more thing, and I I, I wrote about this on the forums. But why does but why yeah why does the national media defend the Pac-12 so much when it's and, you know. and the one thing I just reject that Mandel said, but I, I wasn't going to change his mind, right. so I didn't press him on it. Like you guys know my opinion on this. The streaming companies are not just going to oh, we just want the NFL mm-hmm. like that. I I firmly reject that, and I, I think that that is a Groupthink conversation that has just been tossed around. I don't believe it. Take that for what it's worth. But um, there's a lot of money to be made. I just think a lot of the sports writers out there are thinking very much in terms of right now and in the past. I think that they believe streaming will become more prevalent. They're not stupid. But... Um, if like if Amazon, if Netflix, I don't think Netflix is going to get into live sports. But like even if they would, they, there's plenty of money to be made yeah, out there Apple. in many different ways. I mean, what if Apple says to the Pac-12, okay, we'll we'll buy your tier two, just an example. Mm-hmm. And with that, um, we want to furnish or we want every computer on campus to be an Apple. Yeah. Every you know, when you start talking about these procurement, th- this and, is different yeah. than Disney. This is different than Fox. These are different companies, and I don't think that the national narrative is caught up to that yet. Right, or you know, on the Amazon side, yes, we will sign this deal. We encourage you, your um, network people, to use Amazon Cloud services. Yeah, and that you use our. 
just think of all the locker Amazon. room has yeah. to be on Amazon.com. Yeah, I mean you can you can just connect the dots over and over again. So while the college sports rights may be really small time for Amazon enough, why would they get into that when they're dealing with the NFL? Uh, it could be just one component of their bigger plan to take over as much as they can. So I yeah, I don't think I don't think you can eliminate them at all. I think that's um, thinking like we're back in 2005 again when we're not. And these media rights are 10, 12, 15-year deals. So even if the infrastructure is not quite all the way there when they sign this thing in 2023 or whatever, think about where we're going to be in 2040, how much the world is going to be different. Even and if, this is what even if these it's just companies are tier thinking three. about. Yeah. Like, I mean, if, let's, say, let's say it's Amazon or Apple – and they had the tier three for the new Big 12. Well, that'd be a really good position for Iowa State because they have had a Cyclones TV. Like, they could just pick it up right now. Yeah. I, I think it'll be fascinating. One thing that I'm going to keep an eye on this year and, and potentially remind uh, Stuart Mandel occasionally is what is Iowa State's TV ratings going to be? I think it'll be fascinating. The Iowa State game on September 11th is on national TV. If that gets, let's say three, four million viewers. That's great for Iowa State. Like, that is that is big time. And the, Iowa State's going to get more opportunities to be on national TV this year. And if it's becoming more of a brand like I think they are, those numbers should reflect that. And then that whole basis of Stewart's column, about 18 and 19, that these other eight don't draw. Well, if Iowa State's drawing as much or more as Texas did two years ago, then that is a huge argument for them for no matter if it's in this reconfigured Big 12 or potentially going somewhere else. And so this is a great year for Iowa State to be good because I think the data from this year from TV size and, and, and ratings will will be a part of a decision-making process going forward. So this is why it's important for Iowa State to win and keep winning because not only does it help just from a football perspective, but also helps your awareness, brand awareness, which is reflected in TV ratings. Thanks to Stuart for coming on. Yeah. We long, long story short, yes. He's busy this time of year and took an hour out of his day, and we appreciate it. Uh, Nebraska gets punked by Illinois. Oof, buddy. Scott Frost. Um, so it's a bad movie? I, you know, we were listening to Husker post game. <laughs> As you said, iron sharp sharpens iron. Yeah, got to get prepared. Oh, pray to God, I'm not in that situation next week. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm saying yes, please. No, I, I don't want that situation. We were, Bloom and I were listening. Uh, we were the, we threw the kids in a bouncy house and we were drinking beer and listening to Nebraska post game on Saturday. And, and as as <laughs> we have hosted now the post game for. 15 years or so. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had a bingo card oh. before the callers <laughs> called in and it was, it was bingo within five minutes, man. But like you knew what they were going to say. Somebody has to take the blame, take the blame. Who's to blame. Um, got to ask harder questions to frost. Yeah. And the players. It's the media's fault because you don't hold them accountable. Um, special teams is always a big one. It's, it's free throws in foot in basketball, bad culture. Yeah, and culture is always the the buzz. Everybody's talking about culture now. The coaches talk about culture. The fans talk about culture. Everybody wants to talk about culture. And it's one of two things always. Either our recru- we're good enough talent-wise, yeah. our coaches aren't doing the job, or we just need better players. And it, well, and the, the, the thought was... <laughs> it's pretty, it was awesome. I mean, and we were getting all... Start, we were getting them from every angle. We would have had a bingo really yeah, fast. Yeah, really fast. Um, like, they think that they... A lot of them think that they have, like, the right players and I just I don't see I, it. Like, I didn't see it. 
like, and I, you know me, I watch Nebraska football. Like, I, I care about Nebraska football. I'm not a fan, but like, man, it was a part of my life growing up. And, and that's why and, they're they're so called blue blood stills because people still pay attention yeah. to them. Now they're paying attention to them to kind of laugh at them at this point, which is maybe not the I, attention you want. Brent, I don't shoot me, but I I was rooting for them. Like, I think it's more interesting when they're respectable and they're that was as bad of a performance. Like, if I'm a Nebraska fan yesterday. Like, I have zero yeah, hope. They like, just got worked. They did they not, not look run, good. They could not run the ball. In any aspect of the game. Yep. And then Martinez, like, listen, um, I blame Frost as much as I do him. Him didn't be like, oh, he's a drop-back passer. Like, he is not. Yeah, and the fact that they've been stuck on him for four oh, years and can't God. find anybody better. Anyways. They're, they're, uh, they're destined for four or five wins this year. Yeah. Like, that. I don't. I don't see that. Like I went through their schedule a couple weeks ago on the radio and was like, "Yeah, I think they're at six and six. No way. Not now. like I whiffed on that. What, they, what does Oklahoma do to them in a week? <laughs> whatever they want. Yeah, <laughs> correct. I mean, really, whatever they want. Take the take the Sooners. Go in and get your futures bet in now. Whatever that is. Um, that's all I got for you on the national side. Uh, anything else to pick off of that bone with Mandel? No, all, all yeah. good. Now we, now we can focus on after months. It's been about nine months to the day since the Fiesta Bowl and uh, the top seven ranked Iowa State football program back at it. All right. I um, want to thank our friends. Hey, Farm Story Meats. Farmstorymeats.com. Told you about this place. The um, next shipping date and home delivery is August 30th and September 1st. So uh, get your, for the big tailgate season, yep. I would highly encourage that they've got, they've got like a tailgate pack. If you got, we put that up on our Twitter the other day. Literally, I, I'm not being hyperbolic here. Ray sent me a package. This is the best meat I've ever had. I've heard that from multiple people. Yeah, it, it really is. I was, I don't do a lot of beef anymore. And it's, it's, it's honestly, it's because of the pork tie that we have like i just i've gotten to really enjoy eating pork sure like it's not that i don't like beef i love beef ray sent me some steaks and i think they were the best steaks that i had ever bought that weren't like oh a filet or right i don't even remember what it was i think it was a strip they're the best steaks I've, i'm telling you guys and i was i was talking with somebody uh one of our listeners and one of our fans at um at the Whiskey River, uh, not Whiskey River, uh, Whiskey River, going to be uh, sponsoring our postgame show. Mississippi River. Mississippi Distilling. River Distilling Party last week, and uh, one of our listeners said the exact same thing. Like, I've never had meat this fresh. Like, this is the best meat I've ever had. Give them a try. Farmstorymeats.com. They go, it's all born and raised right here in the great state of Iowa. No added hormones. Humanely raised antibiotic free small family farms you're supporting a bunch of small companies if you use farmstorymeats.com it'd be a story to tell your tailgate too yeah absolutely and you don't even have to do anything you don't have to go to the store it just shows up deliver the meat yeah comes right to your door you can get a subscription now it's fantastic i also want to thank our friends at gravitate co-working check them out at gravitatecoworking.com work better Work together. Find your productive, happy place. That is their motto. You can go to gravitatecoworking.com and look at all the membership options. Uh, downtown, midtown, 
Oh, in the rural area of Jefferson. If I lived in Jefferson, I'd be at Gravitate Coworking, Cedar Falls. And uh, this is a good spot. If you got sent home because of the pandemic, or maybe you just work from home and you need to get the hell out, check them out at Gravitate Coworking. They take COVID seriously. You'll have a safe space to get out of the house and be productive. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Um, college football opening weekend. As I, I I tweeted this, week zero to me just kind of feels like you're getting the summer beer out of the fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Like it. There wasn't much much happening. The UCLA game was terrible. I was gravely disappointed that I couldn't watch UTEP. UTEP was like my lock of the week. And they were on like Flow TV. Were they? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even. even I know couldn't it. find it. Flow TV is like a like a off brand subscription service. Like that's like not even on flow wrestling. Like that's the same, same deal. Same same deal. Oh, I, I could have watched that. I have a subscription. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it, I don't know if your flow wrestling subscription would have got you on flow TV. I think they all run together. They perhaps I have flow racing was, and flow wrestling. But, it was out there. Uh, yeah. So whatever. Uh, this week, full slate of games. It's actually a pretty good opening week. We will start with what you guys care about. That is the Cyclones. Before we work into the rest of the Big Twelve. And everything else. All right, Bloom. Uh, it's here. The time is here. I mean, I, I haven't made my pick yet, but I, I I don't think that this is going to be uh I mean, who knows with Northern Iowa and Iowa State. We know the history, but it, it feels different to me. I don't think there's a lot of kinks for Iowa State to work out here. I think that they hit the ground running. The game two years ago against you and I defied logic from a result standpoint, but not an analytic standpoint. So, Iowa State controlled that game, but then had that turnover that led to a touchdown. But they, they were able to shut you and I down on the ground, and Iowa State moved the ball okay. They averaged like four yards a carry. But that game should not have been that close at the end. Now, credit you and I for taking advantage and kind of slop, making it sloppy, and so they were there at the end. What I envision this time around, though, is Iowa State's good enough up front on both offense and defense you know, you and I struggled in the spring. So if you remember, they had that spring season yeah. because the Missouri Valley schools did not play until then. They had a lot of weird stuff happen, right? So right before their first game, their offensive coordinator up and leaves to go, I think, to Green Bay to coach for the Packers. So they're left there like the day before the game with a, uh, a new offensive coordinator and, a, and a, a short coaching staff. They end up going three and four. But if you look at the metrics for you and I, they were awesome on defense still, like still outstanding. 300 yards a game, uh, still like three yards of carry on the ground, really solid. And all those guys are back. So I think their defense is going to be very good mm-hmm. and, and, and will be a, a, a formidable opponent for Iowa State right off the bat. I do. I think that. Yeah. Well, they always. They always are. They always I, are. Jeremiah Johnson, who is the, the UNI defensive well. coordinator. Yeah. It really should be. I mean, if he wanted to, he could probably move up, up to the next level and be successful. I don't know if he's waiting for Farley retired. He's going to be the head coach there or what's going on there, but they have him 
Bryce Pop's been there forever as a defensive line coach. They've got a, an outstanding D tackle in Brinkman, who's really good, a good linebacker, and I think it's Cuvaliers. How you, and the secondary is good. I think that defense will be as good as some Big 12 defenses, if not better. The problem for you and I is their offense was miserable last year, just horrendous. And only against the Missouri Valley, they averaged three yards per carry. Mm. And it just, if, if, and Iowa State was eighth in all of college football last year against the run, allowing just three yards per carry. If I'm looking at that matchup, I'm struggling to see how you and I is going to be able to move the ball on the ground. And if you can't move the ball on the ground and, you, and they have a quarterback issue, I think it'll still be McIlvain, the, the Lincoln kid, will end up be getting the nod. He's not very accurate. I think it's just it's setting up to be a really brutal time for you and I on the offensive end. And obviously it should be able to control them there, throwing a turnover or two. And I think this thing is close for a, a quarter or two because I think the UNI defense is solid. But ultimately, I don't see you and I with the weaponry uh, to make this competitive. And I think Iowa State just methodically, kind of like they did against K-State and then Oregon. I don't know if it's going to get out of hand like K-State did, but I see something like Oregon, you know, where it's yeah. 34 to 10, yeah. 37 to 10, something like that. And, you know, Iowa State should just be able to move the ball on the ground. And you hope Hall gets his carries. He had a couple plays over the top to loosen it up. And I don't see this being like two years ago. And if you look at 19, you look at 16, the years Iowa State lost to them, Cyclones really struggled to run the ball. I don't, I don't see them struggling to run the ball that, this time. That's, that's where I was going to go. Like it, I look at the running game in that game, and like first of all, the line, you're, you're really up in the air. Offensive line wise, yeah, two years ago, I mean, Newell was State. a freshman. Yeah, like you, you just there Foster were a lot. Of, was a young guy. I mean, Purdy is coming off of that freshman year. Like he, you're, you're st- like he was good. And he we was knew good. it, but he was still young. Yep. You didn't know running back wise, Did not really who you were. You really didn't know what you had in Kohler yet. You know, yep. like it, it just Petway's. It was Petway's first game. Yeah, like it. Th- this is a. It, it just has a different feel. It does to me. I think I think you and I will do very well. I think actually they're undervalued right now for their league. Looking at their roster, they're, because of last year, because like, of last year, there's a lot of overreaction due to that COVID but year across the country. I, I see this more like what happened when Iowa played you and I in eighteen. It was just better, and they they held them like ten yards on the ground. They ran the ball, and they're able to just kind of exert their will. I see something like that, and I think that one ended up being thirty four fourteen, um, somewhere in that neighborhood. And you just hope that Iowa State plays a clean, clean game, no special teams issues, no turnovers no like injuries. happened against Louisiana. But I think you just, you're just, you're the dominant football team, and show it. And I, I know people could get a little grumbly in the first half or so if you're not just putting up 28 points. But you and I's got a good defense. Okay, that should be known. They got a couple guys that may even get in the NFL. Uh, but it's just this will be one of those methodical games. Or Iowa State should be better. I don't see you and I putting up a bunch of points, and you just kind of cruise your way in the second half with a comfortable win. The the Campbell Classic Anaconda squeeze. Yeah, I just and I Texas Tech. I could see them. Oregon. I could see them being a little. Now I think that's the be the preferred style. I could see them putting up some style points just uh, just to feel good. Yeah, and I think too. I mean, you you'd love to get Deckers out there, and you'd that love too. To, yep. I mean, with what you have on the line this year, getting some of the—I mean, let's let Jirel Brock, yes, you know, 
Get some movement. Yep. Uh, let's see what you have. Get Easton Dean out let's there. Let's get what? Easton Dean in there. Let's get Jalen Noll in there. Yep. See what you got. And Noll might play actually earlier than just garbage time. Even but you know skates I mean. like yep. just these guys who are not as seasoned as you might need if you would need them down the road. Um, Do you know who the? Uh, I got to mention this. Can you queue up Yakety Sax? Can you find Yakety Sax for me while I tell this anecdote? <laughs> I can always find Yakety Sax. You know, it's on my. Um, it's got to be in the short. You know, it's on my YouTube favorites, list. right? Yeah, it's, the, just, uh, it's just right there. It's always ready. The Northern Iowa offensive coordinator is a, is a man by the name of Sean Watson. Who, Wait a second. Uh, Sean Watson. I know that name. You do know that name. You know why you know that name? He's the old Nebraska offensive coordinator. Yeah, right? do you remember what he coordinated? The eight turnover game? That's right. Yes. <laughs> Sean Watson was the guy that the, the famous Yakety Sacks Nebraska effort. At one point, people were thinking he was going to be like a head coach, right? Yeah. He So he had an interesting career. So he was at Nebraska for a while, uh, then got fired, went to Louisville, coached Teddy Bridgewater. Really? Got himself back on the map, went with Charlie Strong to Texas. That didn't go well. <laughs> and now he's uh, the offensive coordinator for you and I. Really? Yep. I had no idea. Sean Watson. I haven't done my like deep dive on yeah, you and I, I yet. I, so I saw that name me. today. Like, that's Yakety Sack Sean Watson. <laughs> we, why didn't we do the Yakety Sacks when we were discussing Nebraska's loss to Illinois? I wanted to save it for Sean Watson. But no, he's a fine coach. I don't. This is not a disrespectful to Sean. He's clearly has Big Twelve experience at multiple places and is. Man. Done a nice job. So that's, I mean, they've got between Johnson and their D coordinator, Watson, I think, is capable. They've got a pretty good staff. They just did you they know don't have the depth. There's like live performances of people covering Yakety Sacks on YouTube. I believe anything's on the internet right now. That's incredible. I'm going to have to check that out. This version of Yakety Sacks that we had up has been viewed on YouTube over almost 13 million times. I think this podcast is at least a thousand of those. <laughs> All right. Um, what are we looking forward to seeing? Not necessarily like fired up about, but like what are we anxious to see with Iowa State? I think that's a good way to go right now. Uh, a couple things for me, really geeky stuff, but I, I think the offensive line and where, where yeah, everybody's who, located. I was – like near the top of my list, right off the top. I mean, even like if you you could read between the lines, like when these guys talk about versatility, right? Well, that tells me that there's going to be some dudes playing places we haven't seen before. Um, so uh, it's good. I do have some pretty decent information on that on the premium forum and the Patreon page. But I, I want to see the rotations on the offensive line because I I do think when you look ahead to the Iowa game. I, mean, I, I think Iowa State outclasses them in a lot of ways, but it, they have in years, and it's always been up front. Like, how do you match up? And I, I do think that this is the year Iowa State can just go man-to-man with them up front. This is why this game, while it's always uncomfortable to play you and I, I think it sets up fine this year because your O-line, who I think has a chance to be really good for Iowa State, but you're going to get a test right away. You and I's defensive line is as good as the Techs, as the... Oh, Kansas is for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, as some of those, you know, mid to bottom tier of the defensive lines in the Big 12, you and I stacks up uh, very favorably, if not better. And when you go to Iowa, and Iowa's going to be stronger than you and I, getting that test early rather than some slappy directional school um, from the MAC, 
you you're gonna get a better read of of where those guys are and that physicality. That first game is always tough. Of, mm-hmm. You're getting hit in the mouth finally. See see how you acclimate. And I think Iowa State will do well, but I think this will be benefit them ultimately for the Iowa game uh, next week. Similar the the secondary in general the the rotations. I. I I, I got some pretty good intel backing up what you said last week about TJ Tampa yes. and his ascendance on the depth chart. I do think, though, and Campbell talked to me a little bit about this uh, in the offseason. It, it's, you know, we, we talk a lot about like individual matchups and basketball being a matchup driven sport. Believe it or not, I do think that how they piece the secondary together is going to be oh, okay, we're playing Kansas State, this guy's in. Sure. Uh, we're playing Oklahoma. Yeah. This guy's in. I do think that we're going to see more of that secondary-wise this year with Iowa State. Yeah, because if you look at the two starters from last year, uh, Daytron Young and Tavon Kyle, I would say Young's the faster guy. I mean, his nickname's Speedy, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. The foot speed, you know, for those quicker guys. Where Tavon Kyle was a lot more physical, but maybe didn't have the foot speed. Tampa's both, but he's young. And so I think, you know, he's got the opportunity to be like locked down good. I think they got four guys they're comfortable with. Yeah. And then Anthony's Johnson's at elite. He's, he's, he's elite on the other side. And um, I don't know if they're going to be tested a whole lot against Northern Iowa. They do have one big two guys, actually two receivers that are decent. Weston's a big body that scored a touchdown actually against Iowa State in 17. And then uh, uh, Wolf, big kid from Cedar Falls, who's actually his dad is friends with uh one of the owners of Cyclone Fanatic, Matt Lazier. Oh, yeah. Uh, good yep. good uh, college buddies of his. And he had the chance to potentially go to a higher level, decided to stay home in Cedar Falls. And he's a really, really good player. as a all-state guy in both football and basketball at Cedar Falls. Cool. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, also, for me, this is just really because I'm so into like depth charts and stuff like that. I want to see the second-string linebackers a little bit. Yep. Because I think that they're pretty damn good. I think most of those, if not all three of the backups, would be starters in most years, years when yeah. it comes to Iowa State football. I got like I had that circled, and I, I, I just I want to see more Deckers. Like I, I would like to see him more, not in complete mop up timeline, right? Like he played with one game. Put him in front of a crowd, you know that type of stuff. Let's see a little bit more that, and then a, a very casual observation here but let's let's kick the damn ball out of the end zone a few times i like that you know wouldn't that make you feel better that would make me feel a lot better uh some nerdy things for me that who is the place kicker is it a sally or does uh i think it'll be mevis or mevis guy i mean i will find out it could be an under 40 and over 40 thing i think i told you this i heard mevis could even punt yeah so i mean who knows but everything i heard was prior to fall camp. Sure. So we'll see what happens. But I know he had a really good spring, and they really liked – was he in the spring or whatever? He had I a good summer or yeah. whatever it was. But they, they, the early returns on Mevis were high. Now, that was with, yeah, but we have a whole fall camp mm-hmm. to go. So take it – and Matt Campbell trusts Connor Sally in pressure yeah. moments because he's made them before. He has. And, the, and we know him with Matt and trust – that goes a long way, so stay tuned. And then who's the kick returner? You know, Brees Hall has supposedly yeah. has volunteered Walters, to do that. Walters was telling us that on the radio. He has. Day. He stuck his hand out to say, I will, I will be your kick returner. You Does, can't do that. I don't know. Can you? I mean, if, if this Noel kid's so good, let him do it. Well, so... 
Yeah. I, mean, I don't know who else is your candidates back there. The, I mean, the Silas, the Silas kid, the Sanders kid, both the younger uh, running backs, both are really I heard talented. Silas is a freak. And I think Jirel could be a kick returner as well. I heard Silas is like eerily similar to like Jarvis West. Where yeah, you he's just a see him early guy. and you're like, you, yep. you, but you, you're like, he has to play in yep. some capacity. Yep. Um, so I don't know. I mean, Porter's got. What about end. punt return then? Who was the punt returner last year? Well, they don't ever return. Yeah. Who, so it doesn't really matter. Did they even return a punt last year? I don't know. Was it Eisworth for a while? Anyway. That's just like, who do you know is not going to screw it up and do what Nebraska did Correct. yesterday? They didn't. That, this, it's, remind us, everybody. I'm drawing a blank as to even if they – I could look it up real Hold quick. On. But I'll they just – Keep talking. I'll they haven't out. ever really returned many punts. So I think it was Eisworth, though. Um, so that's one thing to keep an eye on, the special teams. Who's back to kicks? Kane was so good. Like, there's a couple of things you have to replace – it's Nwangu's role, and then also Jaquan Bailey. And that's my other thing, C-Dub, is I'm looking forward to 45-plus uh, snaps of Will McDonald. Eisworth had five. Milton had three. DJ Miller had two, and Landon Akers had one. Okay, and so Tariq could be a kick return guy, too. Did Landon Akers come back? Landon Akers did not. Yeah, he okay, with, yeah. uh, he's yeah. in camp. He actually uh, caught a couple passes yeah, the other okay. day. I'm sorry. I'd, yeah, Wait. he... That might have been the block punt that we had against Baylor. Was that in stat? Um, so yeah, so Eisworth. And Maybe Milton. it's Eisworth just back there feeling. Which punts. would make me feel fine. I don't want to put Eisworth back there though. He's injury prone. Like I don't want the punt. That. The punt return yeah. guy doesn't matter. It's the kick return guy that's an interesting because yeah. you're replacing the Wangu, who was a really, was great best Iowa State's ever had. Going to make the Vikings despite injuries, but he they couldn't keep him off the field, so that's good. So I think that's that's interesting. Uh, I want to see Will McDonald a little bit more, and then. Um, Who's that? Who's that opposite receiver that maybe steps up early and who starts? I guess so number one is the question: Who starts in that X position? You know, with Hutchinson, you know, is going to be there. I think Milton probably starts. Who's that next one in there? And then uh, who makes plays? How how much will we see Jalen Knoll out there, or is it going to be Daniel Jackson, who we we haven't talked about a lot, but's had a great fall camp as well. Uh, Joe Skates has been right there, so that competition of who's that next great receiver to be the guy to make an impact. Shout out to our friends at the Iowa clinic and the Iowa clinic men's center. We told you about how they helped both of our families out with um, COVID. We weren't no emergencies or anything, but we were like, yeah, probably gotta get gotta tested get out. Yep. last week. Uh, Iowaclinic.com. I, in fact, I'm on there right now. Uh, it's a Sunday afternoon and I can see exactly how many spots are available uh, at urgent care. It's so cool. Get get those um, get those COVID vaccines, everybody. Get those flu shots coming up. We've got the physicals. That's physical season. If you booked your physical yet, I'm going to do mine here in a couple of weeks. I always do it in September. Do you, do you do it before Vegas or after Vegas, though? Man, so I've told the story about your wedding yeah. and how it effed up my triglyceride <laughs> count because I drank all that beer. Don't get a physical the day after Bloom's wedding. So two days after, that's a bad situation. I'd love some feedback from the people. I I have not spent a lot of time in Vegas. My wife's really concerned about the cost of alcoholic beverages out no, there. No, no, don't. We go to Fremont Street. Don't worry but about during it. the day on Saturday before the game. Like we'll go to Fremont all right, Street. Well, you you I've got to be. Wor- I'm working. She's on her own, so <laughs> I just don't want her to quit. Just hang with me. Okay, I'm all a right. pro. Okay, <laughs> dude. Willi- I, Williams knows UNLV. I follow. hate the strip. Like okay. I hate like sorry if I'm offending you guys. I hate the strip. Why would you hang out at the strip and pay twelve dollars for a Bud Light 
What do you can That's get? That's what a, she was concerned when about. When you can get in a quick Uber, go to Fremont Street and pay just, like Southwest if, Iowa prices. If you're in charge, just make sure she doesn't spend all the money at slot machines. <sighs> I mean, I I'm tapping out. Okay. I have no. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm not working that game. I'm in the. I'm with the people. I got to manage the charter. That's right. That's right. I'm I'm tapping out. Stansbury and Jacqueline have to do all the work. That the game day. I'm I'm out. It's going to uh, be great. Nice of them to open up more seats for Iowa State fans. Yeah, what about that? Oh, hey, do what you got to do. They, they've got to cash it, in. Yep, as long as it works for the people. Hey, we're going to be in the Mountain West soon. We got to figure this stuff out too. Uh, I'm kidding. Don't, don't tease. Calm that. down, everybody. It was a joke. If you can't make fun of yourself, then. <laughs> Uh, okay. So who's the guest picker when game day is here? Eric Church. Bring him back. <laughs> Run him back. <laughs> he was so fired up to be here the first time. I mean, you can't do anything politics. Nope. I think there's a natural choice. Tyrese Halliburton. Oh. Is he a big enough name, though? He finished second for the NBA Rookie of the Year. He'd be He'd be good TV. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Like, will ESPN, like, come up with that? Or I don't know. That's a, that's, I mean, that'd be, that'd be my no, suggestion. What about him and Niang? Both? Doing both? Okay. I mean, Niang's, like, a going to be a 10-year vet. Yeah, and he's, he makes good TV. Yeah, both of those guys would be total clowns up there. THT, man. You can help Orton Mini, Tucker. Mini LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. Get Little LeBron. I haven't bring thought LeBron, about it. Bring LeBron with. Honestly, I don't care. I know. Like I, I understand the fans, and I'm I'm kind of with you. And it's like, oh god, not again. The circus is coming to town. But I told you, I'm putting my RV up on Friday, and you and me can just stay there. Like I'm not screwing with the traffic. We can take dumps in my RV. We don't have to worry about that. That's encouraging. I don't care. <laughs> I've drained it out. Like, I don't understand the people who don't poop in their RV. Like, why do you spend all the money on this big RV if you're not going to be able to poop in it? Anyways, we've got um, Big 12 football. So, the FCS lines are not out right. when, we're, when we're doing this. Just So, we don't know. We do not know Iowa State's um, I'm going to double check right now to make sure that it is not. We're, we're, we, we were estimating what? Somewhere in the... 20-point region? I'd say 21 to 24. Okay. That would be my... We'll see how dumb we sound when that comes out. Yeah, that would be my guess. But yeah, as of when we were recording this, there's no lines. But we'll we'll have the information out there for you guys, obviously. I don't think that this audience necessarily is into the gambling stuff. But I guess everybody is these days. Uh, we Big 12, decent schedule for opening week. Um, Stanford, Kansas State. Kansas State's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I like Kansas State in this one. I don't think Stanford's that good. I think Kansas State could be like the Big 12 team where like, oh, how did they get eight and four? Yeah, I think that's a good – and, and Stanford's super down. I think their over-under win total was like four, which is crazy for that program. But their schedule's tough. And <clears throat> K-State is one of those teams that just got wrecked at the end of the year by COVID when they were, they were in first place in the big 12 in mid October. I agree with you. I like K state there, Oklahoma, uh, Tulane. I think that's it at new Orleans. Yes, it is. Oklahoma's a 26 and a half point favorite. Yeah. Tulane, like, listen, they're not going to win, but I, I bet feist, on them a lot. They were feisty last like, and year. And they, you know, they keep the ball on the ground. They yeah. can, they're kind of a throwback. 
I like to. Oklahoma's got major running back issues. They've been yeah. following that. They like two scholarship guys. They left. don't have Brees Hall. They do not. West Virginia at Maryland. Uh, this to me, West Virginia has kind of been like my sleeper team in the Big Twelve. Like potentially, I think we'll learn a lot about them off the bat. Totally. If they this lose a, this game, like then okay, you're thinking you're, six and six. Yep, you got a little bit of ways to go. What's that one? Three and a half. West Virginia favored. Okay, in in Maryland. Okay. Big Ten people, if you talk to them, they think Maryland is the classic. Like we've got pretty good skill guys, but we're not great in the trenches. Yeah, I mean, if you, and in West Virginia is pretty good in the trenches, so that's one of those where you would think early on the trenches win over skill until the skill comes around. I. That uh, Tua's brother is still the quarterback at Maryland. That's a good uh, Big Ten, Big 12 uh, strength of conference test, though. That'll be interesting. Uh, Louisiana at Texas. That's this is, be fun. What this time is, is the that most game? interesting game. I'd love to watch that one. This is by far the most interesting game. Is that a night game? In the Big 12. Give me a second here. You expect me to just uh, have you know everything. all this stuff right at the tip of my tongue. Um Oh, I've got the actual schedule pulled up. I just had the betting lines there. That is at three thirty. So oh, that's, same time. We'll DVR it and we'll watch it that night at my house. Ah, uh, this will be interesting. What's the was the Texas like ten? Nine. 12? Nine. Mix so Texas named a quarterback. They're going with the kid. Hudson Card. Yep. They did that over the weekend. Who, the comparisons are to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, geez, no pressure. God. <laughs> Let's just throw it out there. Man. Yeah, Hunter Decker's uh, Ben yeah, Roethlisberger. Yeah, a lot like Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. I hope this – I'm not wishing ill intent on this yeah, it's text. Like, you know, Tyrese, Tyrese Hunter, you know, I'm yeah. not going to make any comparisons, but he really looks like Chris Paul out there. <laughs> <laughs> Jazz Kunch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dirk. That's Nowitzki. Not to make comparisons, though. Uh, yeah, but Texas – I, so part of me, like, I'm just skeptical of Louisiana only in the sense that I know how bad of a spot Iowa State was in COVID-wise last year yeah. at that game. And I I think that if it's, like, a normal situation – listen, they, they're good. They, they have they, guys. Yeah. They're physical. Part of me thinks they may be a little overvalued because of what they did in Ames. I think but, that's fair. They, but, they, like, Texas is not like they don't have questions. But Louisiana is good and still is, is on the D-line. And that's usually where those games are won or lost against you know big I, programs like Texas. I would take the points. I think so. I think it's going to be right at it. Now, where Louisiana struggled even against Iowa State was they didn't run the ball at all that game either. Yeah. You know, and that's supposedly that was their strength coming. And Iowa State held them to like three yards of carry, but they had what the garbage, a couple garbage touchdowns, one on special teams, and so that game looked more out of hand than it really was. Um, but yeah, and if Texas gets to thirty. Texas wins that game. Yeah. I, I'm Texas to me is still the most interesting team going into the season. That's a, in the, in that's a good 12. way to start for them. Yeah. They'll learn a lot. Mm-hmm. And then they've got to go to Arkansas next week. I mean, in theory, they they really could be 0-2. I saw you mixing up with the Arkansas fans last <laughs> what night. What the hell is <laughs> that? See, that's – I was going to tweet this, and I, I stopped because I was getting drunk. I was <laughs> drinking Cody Road. The Arkansas fan that was yakking at me, well, there were multiple ones. Yep. They're everything that's wrong with college football. They're the guy who they don't care how much they win, and they're like, yeah, well, we make more TV revenue than you yeah. do. <laughs> right. Who cares? Like, if you're, zero impact on if you. If you're a fan, like, why do I don't care? Like, 
sure, I want Iowa State to be profitable because then it, it should result in more wins, wins. But clearly, it's not. You've won seven so, games in the last three years. Yes. Like, they're everything that's wrong with college football. That guy who was tweeting at me last night. So our conference is the best. Well, why is your conference the best? Because they've been beating up on you. <laughs> yeah, because you're they, so shitty. They get to play you every week. You're bumping up their analytics for all the good teams. <laughs> That's why they're good. It's unbelievable. I'm already tired of the SEC. Uh, good one here. Texas Tech at Houston. Oh, could be a future uh, Big 12 game. This is a 6 p.m. kick on ESPN. I'll go on the record without knowing too much about Houston yet. Texas Tech is a point-and-a-half favorite. Seems really skeptical to me. Is that, is that in it's Houston? It's in Houston. I don't know enough about Houston. Is that, is that at uh, their stadium, or is it at uh, uh, Texans? I, uh, I'm asking a lot of questions that I, I don't Oh, uh, it's versus. Yeah, that's at uh, NRG. Yeah, so that's the Texans. Um, but still, Dana's still there. Holgie. I... My gut tells me that Houston's a play there, but I I need to before I go all in. I I need to. Yeah, I, I don't know what text. I don't. Yeah, that's. I would agree. I would agree. And then we have Baylor at Texas State. Baylor's favored by thirteen and a half. The other games: Duquesne at TCU. Ugh. That'll be a doozy. You can get tickets for four dollars to that game. <laughs> game on. Hey, you can get tickets for four dollars to Stanford, Kansas State at Jerry World. That's a weird game to be at AT and T Stadium. Th- that game probably looked a lot better six years ago when it was oh, scheduled. Jeez, Missouri State is at Oklahoma State, and that's it. Iowa State and Northern Iowa. Actually, a D. De- oh, and then Friday night, I'm fired up for this. We got Friday night, South Dakota at my Kansas Jayhawks, seven p.m. kick. Lance, Lance Leopold. Lance, the debut. The next they, head coach at Iowa State. Herbie, Herb Street, his big take on the Big 12 was Kansas is going to win more than one Big 12 game. Wow. Just because of Lance. I don't know what his reason is. Lance is really, like, people really think he's good. Like, he is. he has as good of a reputation. I still can't believe he went there. I mean, had yeah. he known this Big 12 thing, he probably, probably wouldn't. wouldn't have. But I he, still can't believe he went there. Uh, speaking of Kansas, the... Northern Iowa has a couple Kansas transfers. Really? Including one in the offensive line. Well, speaking of Lance Leopold, Buffalo plays at Nebraska in a couple weeks. Oh, it's our old buddy. Uh, Maurice Lindquist, who is yeah, the secondary, secondary coach under Paul Rhodes. Yep. Like, Buffalo could totally beat Nebraska and Lincoln. The way they looked the other day. Yeah. yeah. We're uh, here, though, man. We made it. Indiana, Iowa has significant impact on Iowa State. Iowa's a three-and-a-half-point favorite in that one. Uh, Alabama at Miami. Georgia-Clemson, obviously, is the game of the week. Marquee one. Clemson's a three-point favorite in that. I'd play Georgia. I'd play the hell out of Georgia. I think they're going to be really good. I do, too. LSU at UCLA. UCLA is giving away free tickets to high school students in the area. There's a lot of high school students <laughs> that's in the, the area. That's the big brand. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the Pac-12's two big brands. They're giving away free tickets as the 2019 national championships are coming. National champs are coming to town. Wild. They're giving away free tickets to the game. And then um, 1990 called, and it wants its Notre Dame-Florida State Is that, rivalry back. That's I on had, That's this, on Sunday. I never even heard that game is happening. Yeah. That's how so far behind Notre Florida Dame's, State is. Notre Dame's a touchdown favorite. 
Where's it at? Uh, I want to say that game is in Tallahassee. It's got to be if it's only seven. Yeah. I'm almost positive that game is in Tallahassee. Give me a second. Wow. That would have been a big deal when we were yeah, teenagers. In, that's in Tal- That's at Doak. Who's the Memphis guy still there? Norvell, yeah, it's yeah. only his second year. Yeah, it's only he's a good coach. He'll he'll, fine. he'll turn that place around. I mean, I don't know if he can get him back to Jimbo level, but he's he's a good coach. That's not a bad opening week. No, it's not bad. Not bad. We've we've had better, we've had worse. But that's a we'll we'll and, take and it. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's going to be great and um kind of surreal to see that place sold out on Saturday at Jack Trice. Yeah. Last year was so hard. Mm. Um, and that's going to be the, I mean, of all the things, yeah, you want to win and you want to take care of business, but that opening kickoff and that place is jammed. It's going to be a little bit, a, a small moment of reflection to think, man, at least we've got this right now. It's never, nothing is perfect in the world, but we've got that. Nothing is perfect in the world is the understatement of the day, <laughs> but nonetheless, no, it's good to be back. Uh, thanks for listening. If you guys didn't check out the, the uh, podcast with Stuart Mandel. You should check it out. I've actually got a um, podcast that I'm going to put out super early in the week. I interviewed Kyle Green uh, from TJ Altsberger yeah. staff. Speaking of Northern Friday. Iowa, right? really good guy. We talked about that. He's hosting a bunch of his old U and I friends. Cool. Yeah, it, it, it was fun interview. You guys will get to know Coach Green a little bit more. Look for that on the feed with all the rest of our game week stuff. Meyer to Blythe will be back this week. Yes. Fart. <laughs> All the good stuff. And the Thursday night show is back. Thursday right? night show is back. We'll be doing uh, all the streaming stuff again on game day. It's time. Game on. Thanks, Bloom. See you, buddy. Appreciate y'all listening.